With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Welcome to the Low Sodium Gaming Podcast. We're doing something a little bit different. Um, today, I have Rob. Hey, what's up? Brian. What's up? And Mitch. Hey, how's it going? You guys doing all right? Yes, doing pretty good. Uh, yeah, that's what's, yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. You, you know, and uh, Chris, I, I I saw the Wanda Vision, not Wanda Vision, um, Doctor Strange movie. By the way, oh, did you Wait, guys see no it? Spoilers. Haven't watched that yet. Um, not yet. Please, no spoilers. No, not yet. Oh my goodness! All right, well, that that ends the discussion then. Just say yay or nay. Did you like it or no? Dumbledore is Luke's father. Um, I, I like the villain of the story. I'm not necessarily, I'm not necessarily enamored with the movie itself. It, it, it it could have had a lot of potential. I, I think the, the script could have been better. I'm not sure. I, 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 it, it's exactly what I thought. It didn't surprise me. What, <laughs> it didn't surprise me that much. That's the thing. It didn't surprise me that much. It, it's exactly what I thought. And and you and me were talking about the the formula, the MCU formula. I think overall, it is the same MCU formula, and and yeah. people appreciate it. Some people, they. I think most of it. It's gotten pretty good reception. But I do, yeah. I do realize that, like you were telling me, that I am getting um, MCU fatigued. That's exactly yeah, what's going uh, on. That's that's really what I think it is with a lot of people. Like, oh, this one isn't living up to the hype. It's like, well, you know, we're 20-some-odd movies in. You know, they released five in the last – is it five or six? Well, I know it's like 11 properties total yeah. in the last year and a half have been 27 released. movies or whatever it's up to now in a, so, in a I mean, like, universe. It, it just makes sense that people are – tired of it and like with them doing different stuff like wandavision um and even like uh eternals like they, they've gone different routes in filming for those um some people didn't like it i get it but they're trying to do something different which i appreciate so i get it teach their own you know i'm not going to sit here and try and convince you as to why that was a good movie or anything like that but yeah it wasn't a bad movie, Chris. It, yeah, it was just like... I know. I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and make the argument that it's the best piece of cinema that's ever been released ever, because that would be a lie. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But all right, so today um, our topic is supposed to be about the AAA industry and if it's sustainable. Will it go bust in the near future or, you know, will they still make all the money? Uh, so, all right, go for it. 
So, Brian, you're the one that came up with this topic, man. Um, so I kind of want to dig in your head first. Uh, what, 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 make, what do you think? I think it's utterly unsustainable. I think it's like they're trying to make all the money. And especially the stuff with the NFTs, like I, I cannot wait until that completely blows up and whoever invests in it in their faces. And um, they go back to making almost all of the money instead of trying to make all the money. Oh, well, they'll probably still try to make all the money, but it, it's not sustainable. I think asking people to spend like $20 to get Snoop Dogg in your World War II um, first person <laughs> shooter is unsustainable. You know Snoop joined FaZe Clan too, right? Uh, and he's probably he's promoting <laughs> NFTs as well. So Yeah, he um, probably is. Yeah. Rob, I think you sounded NFT like you had a... Yeah, well, go ahead. That, oh, that's it is. My... It is. It, like, I 100% agree with you on the NFT front. Like, I think it's a grift. And, and whoever any... promotes it is grifting. And it you is can grifting. See... Yeah. The only positive is that it shows who the grifters are. They are, like, they are showing you that they're gr- like that they are we're here to steal all your money <laughs> <laughs> so rob it sounded like you had a a strong opinion go ahead and go ahead and let it lay it on us so i mean brian is right on the nft front but if we're talking about the AAA industry in general just the nft issues just uh it's just an issue right it's uh, the AAA industry is composed of many other aspects and and I was also talking to a buddy of mine uh, two days ago that we were going to talk about this, and, and he said, like, if you're looking at the AAA industry, then you have to look at the overall industry to, together. Like, he's talking about cinema industry, where, like, you have companies that invest hundreds of millions of dollars in a movie hoping that it's going to be successful. So that's, that's the way that he's looking at it, and I asked him. Do you think that the industry is, is sustainable, that the gaming industry is sustainable? He said, as long as we have people like Todd Sweeney, and, who is the, the overall leader of Epic, and he has this belief that he has a lot of money, first of all, and he has this belief that as long as you pay people and that money the, like the like the wage that you give them and it's, they're still coming to work that's sustainable enough uh, it, he was trying to say to me that it it's not something it's a it's an issue but it's not something that it will ever go away because we are seeing i mean we're seeing it in cinema started with cinema and now it's going on the triple a i don't think it's ever gonna like come crashing down as long as people continue buying products that they will shift gears absolutely they, Brian was right. Like the NFT situation sucked, but I think Chris and on one of our previous previous podcasts, you said that they're shifting now, and Ubisoft is getting a lot of flack from it. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the consumer is always gonna have the final say on it. So they shifted gears, and now they're doing other things. I, I think the AAA industry is gonna continue on, and it's, you know, it's it, it, we're gonna. Like what movies were or are is what video games are going to be. Okay. They're already so making what, dollar for dollar. Uh, video games make more than movies. I mean, like granted, you're it's a fifty dollar, sixty dollar entry point for a video game as opposed to like ten bucks for a movie. But 
Yeah, Grand Theft Auto made a billion dollars like one year. I forget which year. So, yeah, yeah. So probably it's already making year. more money, like dollar yeah. for dollar. Yeah, so. and Brian, you, you, bam, that's a fantastic example. Yeah, that's you're you're saying it yourself that the video game industry, the AAA industry, is not going anywhere. People realizing how much money it's making. It's like, oh, I, you know, I for one would be like, yeah, this is it's gonna stay. It, it, the only caveat to that, it, it's it's. You're you're right that video games are more expensive, but movies actually take less time to make. It's like if you notice, like Dune was a, a fantastic movie, uh, beautifully rendered, but it only took a year of like filming and then another year to getting it straight, like all the special effects and stuff. It's like video games. Yeah, you stay. don't have to work out how doors work in a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Doors just work in a video game. You have to like yeah. figure out how you're going to get a door to function. Exactly. It so, takes a long yeah. time. Grand Theft Auto took like six or seven years, is my understanding. And then we we talked about this. Um, you're building a fully featured interactive world. Yeah. Ideally. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's it's going to be more expensive now. My 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 thing is, so like. The AAA industry is going to survive. My thing is, how are companies going to compensate for as as it gets more expensive to make a video game? I mean, I think are, I mean it's go ahead, yeah, go ahead. Three hundred million for GTA Five, you know, roughly, you know, development cost. They've sold one hundred and sixty million copies. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you're talking close to ten billion dollars on just game sales alone. Plus you know, the microtransactions that are still yeah, going, and they're still right. releasing I, it for new systems because Grand Theft Auto Online is still making the money. Yeah, and I, I, I can't imagine what they're. Yeah, I can't imagine what they're making on just the microtransaction side of things on GTA Five. It's it's got to be astronomical. Right, but, but I know. But what about companies? Ahead, what about companies that are not like 2K games or freaking Microsoft? I think that's that's the the. The, the point right that's why we say like triple a because if you look at it right now call of duty has like several thousand like the call of duty franchise as a whole has several thousand people working on mm-hmm. it and multiple multiple studios working on them right and so they, they figured like hey we made x amount of dollars from this we can afford to put this into it right and it's put it to where it's one of the largest franchises uh, with the number of people working on it, so like, is is that something that can be sustainable? Like now, like you said, if people are paid and they show up to work, but then that that branches off into, you know, culture at the studios. Do people toxic want to continue? Culture, I would yeah, say. toxic culture at these studios that are is starting. They, it's starting to be exposed, but we don't know if it's changing, right? Like people are being let go. There's being, uh, you know, people are leaving. EA's talk about selling. Ubisoft right now is trying to be acquired. Well, they're interested in being acquired, even though they were celebrating that they weren't being purchased or, or t- a couple of years ago. Taken out. Yeah, yeah, a couple of years. Like, that was not anymore. Yeah, that wasn't that long ago. <laughs> and so, like now, they're looking to sell because they've gotten into issues. And so that that question is is like, as AAA in the, the AAA gaming industry as of today, is it going to be the same? I don't think it's going to go bust like it did in the 80s. I don't think there's going to be like this giant disinterest in playing 
you know, Pac-Man like, there, you know, like it was in the 80s. But like, I do think there's going to be some kind of fundamental shift because there has to be like the, the level of, that we're at. Like Ubisoft has what, 10 different studios and thousands of people working on Assassin's Creed. And that return on investment is starting to be less and less and less because people are getting disinterested in it. So it, it, there has to be a change in there. I think it's hard to say that there's a full, you know, uh, drop off in their like their net profits, though. I mean, yeah. a couple of years ago, there was a Sony executive, uh, Sean Layden. He mentioned, you know, he brought up like games only costing sixty dollars, you know, per copy, and how it needs to increase because it's not sustainable that way. But I mean, if you take Anthem, you know, that we I think we all consider that being a flop, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, it didn't sell what they thought it was going to based on what they spent. And it's hard to figure out exactly what their total development cost was, but they still sold five million copies of that game. So I yeah. mean, even if it was a two hundred and fifty, three hundred million dollar development copies. budget, Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah they exactly. you know they still even if they did that, they they broke even. Yeah, like so. Five, you know, five so these companies five million multiplied by six, that's that's a three hundred million. Damn. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so the, those companies even on a you know a, a loss in their eyes because they're. You know, I'm assuming they're, you know, wanting to sell more. Or they hope they would sell more. I mean, they're probably breaking even with that. And to me, I mean, it comes down to the project manager or team leads on that development cycle. <laughs> ding, 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 you ding. Know, you know, you need to understand what you have, the team you have, the time frame. You know, and a lot of it with these bigger AAA companies, you have investors and stockholders and whatever that you have to answer to at the end of the day. But, I mean, that falls back on the shoulders of those project managers to say, hey, it, it, it can only be done in this time frame for this amount of money, and this is what we should expect on our return. And if you have somebody that doesn't give you that return on their investment, I mean, and on in all honesty, you should probably find somebody else to lead up that project. I think, especially recently, with you know, and with the way games have come out not meeting expectations, and Rob, you and I touched on this, I think, uh, two two episodes ago, mm -hmm. is the project management um, and them not having the guidance on where to go when, you uh, know, that's, during that's, development. That, that, that was last episode. Well, that was, was that last? No. Yeah, that's the last episode, yeah, that, but we, we did two. So uh, you're, yeah, you're probably yeah. going to publish the, the second one today. Or, yeah, today. Yeah, so... Uh, Again, you're absolutely right. It's it, it's all about the the management. I, I get, but the question is, are this are video game AAA video games sustainable? Is it like we like we? I think uh, all of us. I, I, unlike Brian, I think Brian is under the like. It's not going to sustain. But I think for me, I think uh, portions of it are unsustainable. I I think yeah. that the the best like, there we go. Uh, yeah. mechanism of AAA gaming is going to continue. It might continue in a slightly different form, where they would have to adjust certain things. Right. But I think it's it's too big to. I hate to use too big to fail, but at the moment they're making too much money. Do you see it more going towards the live service, just more in general? You know? Maybe. I think I honestly think that the gold rush is going to be augmented in virtual reality. Um, I don't think, like, it, making something a live service is like you're asking somebody to invest in it. And I think that each person doesn't have the bandwidth to invest in maybe more than one or two of these. So maybe the ones that are best at rolling those out. Mm. Or like, I mean, we, we, we've seen that with Babylon's Fall, right? Babylon's Fall was supposed to be the live service <laughs> game. 
Oh, that was for Squeenix, right? That that was supposed to be for Square Square Enix. Yeah, I only heard about it because of somebody made a video on it. I did not hear anything about it organically. I so, and I think I, go ahead. I, I don't think um so like I I there's always going to be money for like live service, but I think overall like video games are just going to find their own way, whichever meets the audience. I like I I see it I video games as a, like a plethora of different things that you can choose from like single people that like single player games um trust me people are going to still do video game companies are going to still do single player games video game companies are going to still do multiplayer games for those that are in the audience and i'm sure they'll find a medium for those that are going virtual so to say like the video game industry is going in one direction i think i i don't i don't completely well, agree you have these extremely talented individual like an individual now can create and make a living off of a game. Yeah, absolutely. Like a Stardew Valley of Vampire Survivors. Uh, what is it? Telltale? Not not Telltale. Um, tall. It, it was this 2D game that uh, had a morality system in it, where like the the kid goes and falls into a well, uh, falls in a hole, lands in a place dominated by monsters, but those monsters are actually really nice. Undertale. Undertale. Yeah, that's that was. I think that was made by one person too. Yeah. So yeah. we have the tools yeah. now, where it's basically like the tools are there to and if you have a good idea, I think that like especially in the indie space mm-hmm. that can sell millions of copies. And so as long as that creativity is there, I I'm hopeful for the video game industry as a whole. Yeah. So I think this kind of moves into acquisitions as well, right? Um, and when you start talking about like EA's looking to be bought, you know, the recent recent Bethesda purpose, Square Enix sold off a ton of their properties to the Embracer group. You know, do y'all see that hurting AAA gaming in any way? Is it is it's looking like it's starting to become homogenized. So what do y'all think? It might be like the the at the the end of the bubble type of thing. Like it, it continues but differently. Well, yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it really hurts. I mean, I you got Square either. Enix that's gonna, you know, they've emptied out a lot of their portfolio and they can kind of refocus on what they're good at, right? <laughs> yeah, it seems it, like they're. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like the Square Enix thing. Buying I mean, NFTs. Is I that think what the Square Enix right is preparing to be bought by Sony. That's my understanding of it. So, like, they they let go a lot of the, a lot of those companies. So the the properties that are left. They are less expensive and they'll be bought by Sony. That's my, but that was my understanding of their decision. And, and it wouldn't be a bad decision for Sony because, I mean, Sony and Final they've Fantasy been, are kind of hand, yeah. hand in hand for a long time. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 again, you you mentioned Chris that when it comes to these companies, it's it's unsustainable sometimes because they're always trying to gain money. They're trying to gain money. They're trying to survive. They're trying to, to pay all these employees already that they already have, all these bunch of uh, different companies all around different regions, right? So, like, if they're bought by someone like, for example, Microsoft, uh, who is not only focused on video games but other products, uh, like other products too, it does cut that issue about, like, we need to make a video game or unless, like, we're going to be shut down, our whole, like, franchise or a whole uh, brand is going to be, like, obliterated. So, like, now they have, they're more relaxed because now they're, they're, 
they're bought by Microsoft, um, new management. It's not like you need to like you need to get this right away or else you know crunch time is is minimized because you're no longer like this 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 video game depends on the success of the company. Yeah, it doesn't. Microsoft can survive um, a couple more months or a couple more years if the game doesn't come out in time. Yeah, they can prop it up. And I mean, like they've gone a different <laughs> business route too with Game Pass. So like they're they're not extremely hurting, um, but they do need reasons for people to come in and and continue to continue to spend money on their platform. Right. Yeah. I think that yeah, uh, Bethesda is sort of like it gives you the I mean, Oblivion, uh, Elder Scrolls. That's a like the blockbuster that gets you to subscribe to Disney Plus type of thing. But yeah, like that's what micro, uh, yeah. Microsoft is doing there with Game Pass. So that's their idea. I do hope it um, decreases crunch. I, so I Microsoft really just wants to get you in that ecosystem. Yeah, so, you know, so, with Game so, Pass, that's a really good way to do that. So, um, as one thing that I I, I want to point out, like I had a very so like in my last podcast of Podesta being that like I thought that in my argument was that it looks bad on Microsoft because Microsoft has already shown that they've delayed a couple of games and they need a solid hit. To like in 2022, they have come out with nothing. Meanwhile, Sony, you know, came out with uh, this Horizon Forbidden West game, and you know, they they ultimately at least have two or three, um, two or three games that come out exclusively for Sony. So like I in my argument last time, I was really upset, but talking to someone else, uh, he mentioned that you know like you should be happy because like if you notice, but that's the and, and you talk, talk, talked about this too, Chris. You said Bethesda throws out crappy games at the very beginning. It's like with a bunch of glitches, and like it, it like you feel like it's incomplete. For like for the first time, and like he said that he feels comfortable with Microsoft making that decision because it's a lot. Like nobody had supervision on Bethesda before, and they just threw a game that was completely incomplete, like Fallout 76, right? This time around, probably Microsoft looked at the product and they're like, "No, motherfuckers, you're gonna get this right, and we're gonna delay it." So I think yeah, we can't afford we can't afford to have that happen again. So I I think that actually like it's Microsoft is actually like made made a good call and, and, and it's gonna pay off in the long run. I think they are under better management and like expectations of how like like the standard of a video game are higher. And in the meantime, you know, the you talk about Game Pass, they're up to twenty five million Game Pass subscribers now. Mm-hmm. So what's you the, know they can't the afford that you can get in on Game Pass right now. Ten dollars? Is it like ten dollars? Like yeah, ten dollars. Yeah. Wow, wow. Ten dollars a month. Yeah, yeah. And okay. they have those promotional like one dollar, you know, three month entry, uh, you know, promotions all the time. It seems like too. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, Microsoft does that, and 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 then one thing that I do like is uh, it's not like they they grab you for like like twelve months. Like they, it's it's on a monthly basis, and if you can if you want to cut it, you can cut it anytime. And sometimes and check this out. This is something really cool. So I got Game Pass 
and I played a video game for less than three hours, and I'm like, uh, I, I regret it. I deleted the game, and I, I said, I'm going to cancel Game Pass for next month. They actually gave me my money back. They didn't like the, oh, yeah shit. yeah they gave okay. me my money back the full ten dollars back I'm like holy crap wow thank you that's so it sounds like and you know pulling back in just a little bit it sounds like some of the consolidation is good yeah right um because even like when you talk about Epic and Epic buying up these different smaller studios they bought up um Psionics for uh, Rocket League they just bought up the the studio for Fallout guys. It gives them, it gives those studios some breathing room. I think that was mentioned earlier. They give these studios some breathing room where they don't have to worry about the day to day, like how are we going to make sure that our employees get paid? Um, how are we going to make sure, like we can push this out on time? They don't have that crunch on them to to get this out, you know, as fast as possible. Um, so all, some of it seems like a good thing. I do think, you know, like. The Embracer group is kind of, I don't want to say scary, but they, they seem like a bad sign sometimes. Like, it's just, they, they go around, they buy up all these different properties, but have they released anything yet? Uh, like, I don't know if, like, they, I, I know they, they Embrace, bought up several em, studios. Embracer group yeah. is the one that bought up a Deus Ex, Tomb Raider, and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, and they were buying things up prior to this. Um, I've been hearing their name for about a year, but well, I think it'll take some time before yeah. something gets released and then you start to associate something with the name. And I mean, like, it's just a name. Like, Konami a was name. a big name in the 80s, and now they're, they'd rather make pachinko machines than uh, video games. So it's like, it, the name can change. The, the reputation can change. It's just a name and what people, the memories people have of that. And they'll make their own. Um, legacy, I guess, once they have some games to release. Did, did Embracer release one of the Metro games a couple of years ago? So, okay, so Embracer games, it's 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 not that. So it it owns THQ Nordic, uh, it owns um, Gearbox Entertainment, and Dark yeah, they Horse. They just bought them. Yeah, yeah. So like they they own a couple of IPs. So like it's, it seems like they're, you know, like they, I think they have come out with video games before. But nothing. I think they're trying to get bigger in the space. Yes, that's, that's that's why they're buying up as as many of these companies as possible. Yeah, they're trying to get bigger in the space. But like, uh, some of the cons- like some of the consolidation, you know, again, as long as these companies can maintain, as like, long as they, they can are, compete, I think. As, it, as long as there's competition, mean? like com- you, when something, when, when there's a monopoly, that's when the innovation stops. When, when so, like the traditional, the traditional uh, competitors, uh, Microsoft, Sony, <laughs> Nintendo, um, there are larger names stepping into this space, but I feel like we need more than just those three. You get what I'm saying? Like you still need those. Well, like, we still we do have the in, if indie developers are still developing indie games. Like, I just they played, are, but yeah. I'm I'm talking about like these AAA these AAA studios, so right? About Sony, like, well, there's about like ten or twelve of them still right now. So yeah, as long as but it doesn't like, get down with to EA two looking or three or to four. get with EA looking to get purchased, that's kind of like okay, we're losing 
another big player in the field, Activision Blizzard. Is it is EA really that big, man? Because EA sucks <laughs> every time, man. <laughs> I mean, you say well, that, but you people say, and they, they make millions FIFA? of millions of people buy FIFA every year. FIFA, two K, and it's turned like into all, a like all machine. your sports games, all your sports games. Um, Apex Legends is huge. Like EA. EA hasn't put out anything solid that I like other than Jedi Fallen Order in the last few years, but they're still making money hand over fist. Yeah. 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 I mean, in any case, I, I don't find it a bad thing. Uh, if consolidating is, I think consolidating is good. And I think it also, I kind of want to look, I kind of want to see, like, if there's any exclusives coming out from Sony and Xbox. I know, like, a lot of people are get upset that, um, you know, some some video games are, aren't are spread around, you know, they don't spread around the love to the Sony or Xbox and stuff. But I think there's a certain point where, like, it's, it's kind of nice because you see that there is, especially in exclusive games, you see there's a lot more detail in the games because they're just doing it for one platform. And I, I appreciate that. I mean, I, I, I definitely like all the Sony games that come out that are exclusive to the system. And like Nintendo, when it comes out with good games exclusive to the system, they, they also do it. They do it well. So, yeah. So, um, I don't think consolidation is bad because what I have noticed, um, what I have noticed is that people like those higher ups that get they usually stay on for like a year or two, help integrate that that studio into the larger the larger beast, and then they kind of break off and go do their own yeah. thing. Um, you've seen that happen, but th- there's been a few that as soon as they start to do their own thing, they get bought back up into into a different a larger organization so it, it's i don't think it's anything that was going to cause like you know games to all become live service or anything like that but and if developers are unhappy a lot of times they'll go out and form their own studio and then the process yeah. keeps repollinating itself and, and it's like an endless cycle mm-hmm. mm. well anyway all right so i think i think we come to a a good closing point. Um, we have some time left. If you guys want to talk about what you've been playing or anything like that, now's the time. Halo. Halo Infinite, actually. You know, I actually thought about buying Game Pass just so I could shut you up. That's up. And, and play the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, let me, let me go ahead and play it's this. Only because go melee him in yeah, multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. It's only, it's only $10 for, for Game Pass. And, like, honestly, like, I, I so. I, I play the multiplayer, but I, like for me, Halo has always been about the campaign, and I am really enjoying Halo Infinite's campaign. It, it is a lot of action. I am addicted to it. So you like usually like when it comes to first-person shooters, some Call of Duty games, I get bored at it. Like I, I'll, I'll get bored at it. I'll put it down, uh, rest my eyes, whatever, get back to it the next day. Like I have. Like, since 6 o'clock in the morning, I woke up, and I've been playing Halo Infinite for the last four, four and a half hours. It wasn't until you sent me a text message that you're ready. I'm like, all right, fine. I, I need to drop this. But, Ian, that's how good it is. I mean, quality-wise, the story is – so some people were complaining about the story. I think the – I thought the story was really good, actually, and it 
you were saying I, I remember that we were talking about Halo Infinite you were saying that like um, there's nothing more to tell for Master Chief um, like there's there's there has to be something big that happens to Master Chief in order to to make a good story and I think they they did it I as you progress in the story you see a, a not a broken Master Chief, but a Master Chief that is very disappointed in himself. And you you don't necessarily like hear him complain about it, but there's some stuff that he does say that you're like, wow, he really he's really feeling like shit right now. And they it, so they made him more vulnerable. They made him more vulnerable. Well, they made him vulnerable, but it it's it's more than that. Like emotionally, yeah. emotionally vulnerable. Like you can see. It's you, like you can, it's like he's matured from he's matured from the first Halo to this one. It's like he's he he is more afraid to fail than in the previous ones. He was very confident in this one. He's like a, a lot more. He he kind of reminds well, I mean, me of he, Kratos in a way. He lost his girl, man. Uh, th- that's what I can get from it is that he lost his girl. You know, heartbreak could do that to anybody. Oh, so I'm gonna tell you one thing, man. Like, uh, so like, Cortana in in the games and this one, like, she is she is just fucking evil. Like, it's, it's, she's just she's just completely. <laughs> she completely turned right. I'm I'm gonna I'm play it. Yeah, I'm gonna play it. She, I, pr- I promise you. I, I'm a but. It, I'm gonna see if it'll work on the handheld because I fly out on Monday. Yeah. If I can get it to work on my handheld, I'll I'll play through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it, but yeah, it's a uh, it's epic. I know. I, I I'll keep I'll keep ranting about it, but it it is a good game, and I was very impressed at it. And I I I still have to beat it, but I'm close. All right, next. Grim man, I've been thinking about buying Star Citizen. So I've noticed that Devlin picked it up and has yeah, been playing it a lot. Levan um, Levan bought it for him. I think you should just pull the trigger. I, I probably will um, when I get paid next uh, next Friday. So, th- I mean, that game's come a long way. I mean, I think I got into it, what, four or five years ago. Uh, I mean, it's come a really long way, but it's still a really far way off from being some, If you, I mean, even considering it like an actual game. Um, it's more just like a big tech demo still, but it's probably the funnest time that I've had with a game or tech demo um in a long time uh, just the ambitious you know goals that they have for that and will it ever be done who knows i think um, that game epitomizes the term scope creep like they, they yeah. just need to, to focus on something release it and then go for the yeah. like, when stretch yeah, goals like, go too far physics now yeah but if you have um, fun with it that's i can't grudge anyone having fun with the game that's what they're for <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a good time, but it, the, you know, like I said, I've been playing it for about four or five years now, and it's just is the story is the story level. So like one thing that I really got, there's no story. All right, there, no, there I, is there, a campaign yeah. that they're working on, but I don't I don't have that. I've only played in the like the public test servers. Because I remember that know. Mark Hamill was supposed to come out in that campaign, and someone else, some someone famous too, was supposed to come out. And listen, I. I, I, so can you get into the story? Can you get into the campaign now? Like you can buy it, but it's not out yet, right? Right. Um, they're okay. actually. I know that they've decided that for 2022, their primary focus is going to be on the campaign this year because they want to get that out. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, because I, I, 
if I had a strong enough PC, I I would definitely get Star Citizen. And I, I'm I, I'm a big fan of Elite Dangerous too, and and unfortunately now, like, like thankfully they came out with the the console versions of it, but I was disappointed when uh, they decided to cancel the Odyssey expansion pack where you can get off your ship. And, oh, they canceled that for console. Yeah, they canceled that for console. It's a oh, that sucks. Yeah, 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 and uh, I think Elite Dangerous is getting hit pretty hard. Um, I think the the Odyssey pack. Now working up to standard in the PC, got uh, they got a lot yeah, of yeah. Levan stopped like when I first started watching um, Levan, he's like big on sci-fi um, games and stuff like that. And the, when I first started watching, he was playing Elite every day, like maybe like five hours a day. He was streaming it, and then like I want to say like last year, the year before, he just completely stopped. And he started focusing on Star Citizen, and it was basically because the game runs, you know, it wasn't meeting his expectations, so. You're talking somebody that probably put, you know, 800 to 1,000 hours into that game, and they just they don't play it anymore. So, Chris and Rob, a couple, a few episodes back, you guys mentioned uh, the Resident Evil 2 remake. So I finally, a couple of days ago, went back and completed uh, Claire's side. Um, I just wanted to ask real quick and what all of your all's opinion is on, like, Mr. X being in the remake and how obnoxious that, you know, character or enemy is when you're just trying to get through the game. So I've, I haven't done Claire's side yet. I've only done Leon's side. Um, well, you haven't really finished that, the game then. Yeah, I know. Or, I, I said that in the video that I released. But um, so... <laughs> yeah, so you, you always do this. So, you never finish the game. Yeah, man, I, I've, I've, smoke, I've spoken on it, though. Um... But the, for my first interaction with him, like my interaction on just playing that side, is that he was intimidating and it was scary and it legit had me scared, um, even though I kept seeing him. You, you get what I'm saying? So, but that's on my first playthrough. I have it installed now, and I'm, you know, it's installed. It's I'm looking at it, but I just haven't beaten Claire's yet, so I don't know how I feel with him showing up again and kind of like that. That initial shock not being there. I think it, it, I think it's a neat gimmick, yeah, a neat idea yeah. for the remake. But after a while, I'm just like, can you go away? I'm trying <laughs> to progress through this, and I'm constantly having to run away from you. It, I feel like that when I play Yakuza and like the 50th goon decides to pick a fight with me. You're talking about yeah, yeah, definitely. I, any Yakuza game, just any, pick any, you yeah, want you're right, you're right. Yeah. So like, so, all of the so when it comes to Mr. X, I. I so I played, by the way, I played it twice, um, and twice uh, over with the, the two characters and stuff. That's how much I liked it. Um, and I have to admit, if it wasn't for Mr. X, the game would be a lot boring, more boring. And it, that Mr. X dynamic, the game itself is not a sh- long game. It's a it's actually a relatively short game. You can finish yeah, it. Yeah, it's maybe what six, seven eight, hours at that. Yeah, so like you, if you if you're good at it, you can finish it within two or three hours, at least one can one one run. So like I finish it around five hours now, like uh, for my second playthrough. Um, but it, it overall it does make the game a lot more fun because it 
you never had that before. It's never like or or rarely in any video game you have some other character just chasing you down and intelligent enough to open doors and and continue following you. And the way that he comes out, it's he completely surprises you sometimes. Sometimes he'll break a wall, show it right in front of you. Uh, I thought that was a cool gimmick, especially for me. I I am not a person that likes uh, horror games per se, but Resident Evil. Uh, yeah, you just got, it kept me out the it, edge of my seat. I really enjoyed this remake, that. Th- that remake something special, man. It, it, it's special. I, I I really like it. Yeah, yeah. And they, they they didn't even so like I'll be so like they tried to do the same for Resident Evil Village with Lady Demetrescu or something like that. But I, I think that people heard some complaints that like it you know like the character um of, you know like they constantly chasing you down and you rarely get to progress so they like dim that down considerably and you feel it too it, it isn't as an intense game as it should be i think the the fact that mr x was there just made made the whole horror experience even higher so that's my take on it all right so mitch you you liked them the first playthrough the first go around and didn't like them the second so, no, it wasn't really that. It was more of, you know, like after the, the, the jump scares um, and chasing you around, I liked it a lot. You know, I was like, oh, this is cool. This is something that obviously wasn't in the first Resident Evil 2. You know, it was something that they've added. Um, and it, it was through, I'd say, three quarters of the way through my first playthrough on Leon and then going back through with Claire. I like the Resident Evil that's, you know... The, the music kind of sets the tone of the horror side of things. Um, the, the slower walking zombies, you know, that take a ton of bullets to, you know, take down. Um, and eventually it got to the point where I was like, you know, just, man, you are in my way. I know what I need to do to progress to complete this puzzle. And it just it just seemed over and cumbersome after a while. Just, you know, it wasn't a, a shock factor anymore. He wasn't a scary, you know, villain to run away from. It was just... Hey man, you, you're you're bothering me. I need to get this done and progress. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. But other than that, I mean, that game is fantastic. I mean, visually, um, the way that it plays, you know, uh, I map. like the the short, you know, to the point campaigns. I yeah. don't have the luxury of spending sixty, seventy, eighty hours on a, a campaign or one hundred and forty you know. in Elden Ring. Yeah. Well, that was an exception. I did do 140 in Elden Ring. <laughs> 140 <laughs> but, uh, hours in Elden Ring? 140 yeah. hours. I just watched somebody beat it. In a hun- they beat it twice. Um, it took them 120 the first time, and then they just like they blitzed the the, uh, the second playthrough and beat it in like three hours on a second playthrough. Yeah, wow. yeah. I mean, I'm 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 looking definitely looking forward to playing that game. I I've seen so many snippets of people just like one hit destroy freaking bosses and just don't ever expect that i i, I completely get it <laughs> don't expect it no but, it, but trust me like as a person that has played all the stuff from software games i get it i just think that it's yeah it's really awesome that um all the varieties that you see in in the in like in different characters and different combat styles i think it's really cool like like the you saw the Kamehameha one, the where like the, you can literally yeah. create like a freaking power, like con- continuously hitting a monster and just fucking destroying them. <laughs> yeah, like I fucking love that. I'm like yeah. holy shit, I want to. So like, it's like life goals, right? I want to get to that point. I haven't played it yet, but I want to get to that point. 
All right. So with that, if y'all made it this far, thank you. Consider liking, subscribing if you're on YouTube or just liking and following us on any other platform. I want to thank Brian and Mitch for joining us today, trying something a little different. Guys, thanks for your input. Rob, as always, thanks. And if uh, if you disliked it, leave a comment because I can't see dislikes. So, you know, if you hate tell me, us why tell me. Awful. Yeah, tell me why tell me why you hate me. It's all right. Yeah. Anyway, we'll catch you next time. Peace. Bye. Bye.